Well, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode ever of Babylon, the podcast where you are the host. Folks, today we do not have any voice messages, which makes this the first ever episode of the Echo Chamber, 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 chamber where it's just going to be me throwing these ideas at you, and I am ready. My goal for today is to convince you that these things are great. Let's get into it. folks so welcome so much to the podcast i'm so excited that you're here with us on this wonderful tuesday morning uh, or whenever you're listening to this it could be anytime that's just when i am in particular posting it i'm so glad uh to have you all here and to be talking about these things and talking about uh, what exactly am i watching what am i reading what am i playing and why i think that you should be doing them too now full transparency uh, the, the, so this is Checkpoint Church, uh, and everything that's going to be put through here might be something that I'm watching, reading, and playing right now, or it might just be something that I've done in the past and something that I really recommend for you. So without further ado, we're actually going to go in reverse order, and we're going to start out with what are we playing and why should you play it? The game that I recommended for this week, by the way, uh, I should say that this was for the week of August the 8th, uh, the 8th through the 15th. That is the week that we're talking about. We're always going to be about one week behind because I want to give you guys time uh, to work through these series and play these games and read and watch these things and see what you think. So uh, that obviously takes a little bit of time. So I'm giving you a week. So I want to know your thoughts. I want to know what you think. Please feel free to send in your voice messages to me uh, on our Anchor app or just DM us on the Facebook page, your voice recordings, whatever works best for you. And we will make sure that you make it in the podcast so that we can talk about these things together. But like I said, this week is an echo chamber, so it's just going to be me. And we are going to talk first about the game that I recommended, which is Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town. Folks, this is an amazing game. I am a big farming sim buff. I love these games so much. Uh, You'll probably find that I recommend these games a lot because uh, between, uh, honestly, between visual novels and farming sims, that makes up probably 90% of my gaming library. Uh, I absolutely love these genre. I love playing these games. They're so much fun. They're so invigorating. They're so rewarding. Uh, they do exactly what they need to do. So why should you play Story of Seasons and what is Story of Seasons? So this is actually a Harvest Moon game reboot. So if you aren't familiar with the Harvest Moon series, uh, originally owned by Natsume and uh, the company kind of had a bit of a rocky divide. It got bought out. And so uh, the creators of the original Harvest Moon, uh, the games that I grew up on and personally love, my personal favorite uh, in the series um, would, 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 would have to be the one for GameCube. Um, but there is also Friends of Mineral Town for the GBA that was an excellent game. Uh, but that team didn't really make it to the transition. And so the new Harvest Moon games, uh, for instance, there is actually one, I think World of Hope or World of Light or something uh, that's about to come out. And that game I'm very excited for. Uh, just because it's a new take on Harvest Moon. But the team that's making the Harvest Moon games, probably the past, I don't know, um, eight years, uh, I don't have the actual date written down, but for the past little while, has been a different team than made the OG games. Um, and so in order to really figure that out and to work through that, some of the team went and started a new company and started a new series called Story of Seasons. So this is actually the OG team from Harvest Moon Friends of Mineral Town working on a reboot of the game under a new title, Story of Seasons. 
Friends of Mineral Town. So that's the new new game with the old team. Uh, so it's a reboot of the OG GBA game. Uh, if you happen to have followed me for a while and you know kind of some of my history, uh, I used to have a YouTube channel, uh, still kind of do, but it doesn't get updated very often, single player. Uh, and I played through a good chunk of the Friends of Mineral Town for GBA. And so needless to say, I was extremely excited. This was a game that I pre-ordered as soon as I saw uh, the announcement trailer. And I got it on the Switch, and I played it, and I logged a bunch of hours in it real quick, and I highly recommend it. Uh, here's the thing about farming sims and why you should be playing them and why I recommend them. First off, I highly recommend them for anyone dealing with any kind of mental or... Um, emotional distress. Uh, I think there is no game that does a better job uh, of calming down and of giving ourselves that neural reward um, of getting something done. Uh, that is a major aspect of why we play video games. If you've ever kind of looked into some of the, the brain work of what video games do for us, um, I think that farm sims and especially Harvest Moon games and Story of Season games give that reward that we require to give our brain a proper trigger of good job, you've done the goal, you've accomplished what you set out to do. So folks, that is why you should play Story of Seasons because it is something that will give you the reward that you need. It will give you what you desire neurally and thus give you some kind of pleasant goal-setting mindset. So I highly recommend this game for uh, you, for wellness. Um, this isn't so much a religious choice or a churchy choice. This is a game uh, just because I care about you and I care about your well-being. And so I would recommend you playing this game uh, as a means of relaxation, uh, as a means of accomplishment, uh, as a means of feeling good for yourself. Some of you have no doubt heard the Joe Rogan podcast by now, uh, where Joe Rogan kind of says how he doesn't do good with video games because uh, they're super addicting and he makes them waste his time. And I, I don't know what kind of games Joe's playing necessarily. It got a, a good bit of controversy in the gaming scene, but I get what Joe's saying. And if I had to give Joe a recommendation, I might have him play a game like this, because this would prove to him uh, not only that games can be rewarding on a neural aspect, but also uh, I think it would help him see how games can be something that can be put away uh, and don't have to be played for a long period of time, but can just be a kind of mental relief, a mental stimulant, something that just does something for you in the moment. Uh, and then you get a break and a pause and a deep breath. And so I would highly recommend that for any of you that might be dealing with any kind of depression or anxiety, any kind of mental distress, life distress it doesn't have to be something, uh, you know, diagnosed. It just has to be uh, something that you feel like you could use some calmness, that you could use some relaxation, you could use some healing. Uh, this would be the game that I would, I would push your way. Um, any, any farming sim really Stardew Valley is always an iconic one. Animal Crossing, any of those kind of games that just allow you to get into another space and calm and breathe and take some deep breaths together. That's a great game for it. So that's where I wanted to start us. Uh, I did just come out. And like I said, I have logged a bunch of hours in it. It's real fun. Um, it, it's pretty much the, the original game made over. I mean, there's some new characters and some new elements to it. For the most part, they didn't rewrite the book or do anything too drastically uh, overhaul to this one. Uh, but they didn't really need to, in all fairness. It's an iconic game. It's an excellent game. And it did what it needed to do uh, and came across in the perfect way. So let's move on to our next entry into my recommendations for Saturday, August 8th. 
What should you read? What should you be reading? Folks, I will be honest with you. This is a series that I did not get into until this year. I have seen it for years and years and years. If you're in the anime manga scene, you have no doubt seen this entry. Um, You've seen this iconic uh, main character who is this weird yellow circle blob smiley face wearing a graduation cap and robe. And if you're anything like me, you've never understood. What What is he? Is this a silly anime? Is this a silly manga? Is this something goofy? Is it serious? What is happening? The word like assassination feels like a pretty heavy term, uh, but then you have this ridiculous looking octopus right on the forefront. What is this thing about and why should you read it? I am going to sell you guys on it because I was, uh, you know, seven years. I probably got into this a little bit late in last year, maybe early in this year, and I regret it. I regret being seven or eight years late to this game. I wish that I had read it as it was coming out. I can only imagine those weekly installments. Folks, this is a fun series. Uh, It is so much better than I anticipated. I really was expecting silly and ridiculous, um, but it has some really heavy, fun themes. It's got some great fantasy elements. And to be completely honest, um, if I had to compare it to something, I think it holds up to some of the heavy, scientific, uh, deep lore of some of the American comics in DC and Marvel. Uh, If I had to like take the time to really break it down, it reminds me of some of the heavy science themes from comics like Spider-Man. That might be somebody that would really focus hard, or maybe even The Flash or things like that, where they dive in deep to some of the not medical so much, but some of the biological components um, of a hero uh, and of things that can happen. Of course, it is a Japanese manga, and so it always seems to find itself focused in a classroom. So what is Assassination Classroom? Let's talk about what exactly it is so that I can see if I can sell you uh, on this, and then I'll tell you why you should read this. What is it first off? So the weird octopus guy that's the main character that everybody's like, what is he? Uh, That is the big question that you want to know as you're reading this series. What is this guy? All that we know is that we have this school and this school is a tier based system. Uh, It is a school that is intimidating and hard to get into. And there are some students that are in class 3E on the bottom. Uh, That means that they are the worst of the worst. They're the dumbest of the dumb, least motivated of the least motivated. The principal kind of uses them as a gambling piece to encourage the other students. Um, And everybody finds that the best way for them to get forward is to bag on the students of class 3E. And so these students who are just, you know, less than lackadaisical, just not really doing that great. All of a sudden, one day their heads kind of spin around and they get things turned upside down on them. Whenever this weird octopus creature shows up and declares that it's going to be their teacher for the next year. And if it isn't, that it's going to destroy the earth. Uh, In fact, it's going to double down on that statement. And not only can it destroy the earth, but it's already destroyed the moon. It has uh, has made the moon a permanent crescent uh, by blowing up a portion of the moon. And this creature has said that it is going to do the exact same thing to earth uh, in a year if these students can't assassinate it. Now, of course, some of you may be wondering, well, these kids are going to try to assassinate this thing. Well, haven't, haven't, haven't the government, haven't people that are in more power tried to kill this thing? The answer is yes. Uh, this monster 
seemingly cannot be killed. Uh, and they, they go in deep on this. That's one of the most fun parts of this manga is that the, the creator has really thought of every single way to kill this thing and proven that it will never, ever work. And so this creature comes in and says the only way it's going to allow itself to be assassinated is if it's by one of these kits. And so it wants to encourage and inspire these, you know, do nothing, know nothing kids in class 3E to be the ones to save the world. And this begins us on our journey with Koro Sensei, which means octopus teacher. Uh, and that is, that's where we kind of get started with this series throughout it. Uh, it, it blows my mind, this series, that it is so incredibly encouraging. Uh, you wouldn't expect it to be, um, but this is an uplifting and inspiring manga. Um, Koro Sensei, despite the fact that he's a weird octopus monster, actually turns out to be a pretty doggone good teacher uh, and really seems to care about these kids. Uh, and these kids, we watch them grow literally step by step, moment by moment, trying to become the best possible assassins to take down this weird octopus monster. And so the question by the end of the series becomes, how will they take down Koro Sensei? And what is Koro Sensei? What even is he? Uh, and so that becomes our series. Why should you read this? The reason I just mentioned, this is an inspiring and enthralling manga. You are going to grow to love these characters. First off, there's a lot. It's a whole classroom. So it's hard to get to know each and every one of them. Um, but of course, uh, we get to know our, our main antagonist, Koro Sensei, very well. Uh, we have some government workers that sit in as substitute teachers or co-teachers along with Koro Sensei. We get to know them and love them. And then there are several star students that kind of stand out above and beyond that we really get to know. Uh, but then all of the students get a role uh, in some certain issues and some certain pieces. Uh, and it makes for a really good story. It's just a lot of fun. It's just a really good time. Personally, I've never watched the anime. I have a feeling as soon as I finish the manga, I'm going to turn over to the anime and give it a shot uh, because I have enjoyed this manga so much that I wouldn't mind uh, watching it after reading it. That's how good this is. That is a ringing endorsement in my own opinion. Um, but really what I'm getting down to here and the reason why you should read this, if you want to laugh, if you want to smile, if you want to cry, if you want to be a part of something that gives you this full range of catharsis, might I recommend 2012's Assassination Classroom uh, way better than I anticipated. I always held off on this because I thought it looked silly. I thought the character looked ridiculous uh, and he is and he does, but uh, that by no means uh, takes down any of this manga because it is perfectly written, uh, well illustrated, uh, and a really, really fun story to dive into. Highly recommend it. It will be something that I think you will truly enjoy uh, and something that you will have never read before. So that brings us now into our final entry for our recommendations in this echo chamber, 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 chamber. One that I am just fine to echo chamber to you guys, why you should be watching Pokemon Twilight Wings. Folks, if you are not watching this, I give you full permission to pause the podcast. Come back to us later. Go and watch Twilight Wings. Why are you not watching this? This is so good. 
First off, what is it? What am I even talking about? Nathan, are you really recommending a Pokemon series to me? Isn't that rated TVY7? That's for kids. Come on. So first off, this isn't the Pokemon that you think it is. Maybe uh, whenever you hear Pokemon, you think of Ash Ketchum. You think of uh, the classic series. You think of growing up and watching Pikachu and all the friends uh, come together and learn and Misty and Brock and May and Max and all these kids. And you know, no. Go ahead and put that idea, take that idea, set it on the shelf, get it out of your mind. This is something completely different. So starting back earlier in this year, the Pokemon company dropped something on us that none of us were expecting. Many of us had been playing Pokemon Sword and Shield, but none of us were expecting a miniseries based off of the Galar region. We knew that Ash would go there. We knew that the other series would go there. But few of us were anticipating a whole doggone series based off of one idea. So, Pokemon surprised us with the first in this Pokemon Twilight Wings series. And I'll be honest, it took me a little while to watch it because I was like, ah, yeah, I don't know if I feel like watching another Pokemon series. I don't know how I feel uh, about Twilight Wings. What is this even about? What is the deal here? But whenever I watched it, I felt something good. I felt my heart warm. I felt something change. It was a wonderful series. This first episode drew me in with some kind of amazing feelings, uh, with some kind of nostalgia. It felt to me more like the first time I watched Digimon, uh, the movie, and I felt that crisp art style, that realism, that dose into something more than just a cartoon, more than just a series, but something that I can truly relate to and empathize with. And so this series is a mini series set on YouTube. So it's free. It's free, folks. You don't even have to pay. You don't have to pay to watch this. And it takes us through the story uh, and stories that are happening in the Galar region before we, the characters, arrive in Sword and Shield. So if you don't know anything about the Galar region, a quick synopsis. There is this amazing uh, champion, Leon. Leon is this super strong guy, and he's so strong that no one can even compare. No one can even come close to challenging him until, of course, as the games always go, our 11-year-old self comes up from the rankings and winds up taking down the champion. And normally, we end up uncovering some kind of conspiracy and things like that. And of course, all that stuff is in the game. But this doesn't focus on that. This focuses on Leon, this champion who's too good that he can't feel anything anymore. He doesn't feel the competition. He doesn't feel the challenge any longer. And so he needs someone to come along and to take him off his high horse, to remind him of why he's doing this, of why he got started in this thing, of why it's so important to feel a challenge. And so we go through this series, seeing in the background, Leon is kind of, eh, he's kind of losing his touch. He's kind of feeling like he doesn't have anyone to compete with. We go through all, a lot of the characters from the Galar region, uh, including one of the best episodes, which would be Nessa's episode, the water episode, where we learn about the water gym leader and uh, everything is just so good. This series, while Pokemon is traditionally considered for children, um, or at least for younger folk, this series is one that appeals to kids of all ages. This is something that touches the heartstrings of not only the people that are playing Pokemon for the first time right now as kids, 
but people that played Pokemon growing up. And I would argue this even does something for someone that's never touched Pokemon before, for someone that's never even played the games, for someone that's never even watched the series. This is a, st a standalone. This is something that if if somebody that had never even played Pokemon uh, wanted to just feel something, wanted to watch something, wanted to experience an anime, I would recommend this anime to them before I would recommend the actual Pokemon anime, the mainstream. This would be something I would point someone towards that's just an anime fan. That's just a person. That's just a normal person, totally uh, disconnected from video games or from Pokemon or from the anime. This is something that stands on its own. We start the series uh, following kind of a major overarching plot uh, of this little boy in a hospital, um, which of course, right, tear my, tear my heartstrings out right there. Uh, but we learn about this little boy in a hospital who really wants to meet the champion. And in the very first episode, he gets to meet with this, uh, basically the president of the Galar region, who's Chairman Rose, who's this guy who has so much power. He knows Leon. He's best friends with Leon. He's a sponsor of Leon. And this kid gets to meet him and he gets invited to a tournament that Leon's going to be competing in. So he gets to watch his idol fight in the stadium. But... Of course, he's sick. Of course, he's unsure about if he's going to get there, or how he's going to get there, or how it's going to work. And so we have our heartstrings tugged on by this character, by gym leaders, um, by other main characters that we recognize from the game. Uh, and we just find this incredibly inspiring storytelling, uh, just this awesome uh episode by episode. They're less than 10 minutes each, pretty much. Uh, and each and every one of them uh, finds a different way to inspire you, encourage you, uh, and push you into something. So here uh, is another major reason. Why should you be watching this? And I would argue this is the one where we'll bring in, you're listening to Checkpoint Church, right? I mean, this is a church. So why and what about this one? relates to our walk as people, our growth as people, whether or not you're a Christian, uh, whether or not you understand where you are with God, whether or not you understand uh, this kind of feeling, this story does an excellent job telling us about the connections that we have with one another. So some of you may have wondered, okay, we've talked a lot about Leon, we've talked a lot about all this region and this area and this kid and these characters. Where does the name come from? Twilight Wings. What are we talking about here with Twilight Wings? Why is that the name of this? Well, in this series uh, and in this new game, this new entry into the Pokemon series in Sword and Shield, we get introduced to a new uh, Pokemon that is a pretty major Pokemon called Corviknight. Corviknight is this awesome looking steel bird. Now, obviously, right, Steel Bird, we're getting at the airplane motif there, but he is this super cool-looking, night-themed, bird-type Pokemon that is huge. And we learn in the games that there's actually a taxi service uh, where the Corviknight picks you up in a little taxi box and takes you from one part of the game to the next. This series happens to have a Corviknight taxi in almost every single episode. And we happen to see that it's always the same driver and always the same Corviknight. So why Twilight Wings? Well, of course, Twilight refers to a black or a dark color in which Corviknight's wings are black. And so Twilight Wings, 
the title and the episodes are all tied together. All these random stories, all these mini sods are all woven together by needing and working with this same Corviknight and taxi driver. This taxi driver gets people from point A to point B. This taxi driver makes sure that everyone gets where they need to go, makes sure that everyone is safe, saves lives, literally. And the question we have to ask ourselves is, is what is the deal with this taxi driver? And what can that teach us? And why is it so doggone inspiring? Well, there are a couple reasons for this. And we could talk about it in a faithful way. We could talk about it in a personal way. But one thing that I think that this is uh, able to symbolize so well is we understand in the, in the church, we understand in our in our lives as Christians that there is something that ties us together. We understand as people, right? Whenever we watch movies that warm our hearts or make us feel something, what is it that normally does that? Well, it, it's being together. It's being united by something in one place, by one people. And so we believe in the church that this is what we call the spirit. This is what we call our uniter. This is what we call being motivated and driven and pushed by one another. And so as people that believe that we have been given the Holy Spirit, people that believe that we have been endowed with some kind of spirit, uh, we believe that it is what ties us together. That it, that it literally binds us. The old hymn goes, blessed be the tie that binds. And so what is it that binds us together? In the church, we believe it's the Holy Spirit. If you're not religious, if you're not believing uh, in God, if you aren't sure where you are in Christianity, uh, then we just, you have to agree that there is some kind of weird tie that unites us all together. There is some kind of weird connection, uh, whether you call it the universe, uh, whether you call it uh, just this kind of metaverse, or whether you call it this kind of spiritual connection, whatever it might be, I think we can all agree that we feel something that unites us together. And so perhaps this series of Pokemon Twilight Wings is making the argument that in this, it is the kindness of this Corviknight and this taxi driver, it is that which united all of these characters, all of these wide universe of people, some who are hospitalized, some who are champions, the great, the small, the big, the large, the weak, the strong, we're all united by this Corviknight. We're all united by this strange idea of this Pokemon that takes us from point A to point B. And I think there's a lot to that and a lot that we could unpack. And I could go on in this echo chamber for a while talking about what is the symbolism here of something that gets us from point A to point B and unites us together. But again, I think the argument that I'm getting at here is that it might be the Holy Spirit that it might be this, this driving force that we're given. We're told in the scriptures that when we don't have words, the Spirit speaks for us. And so have you ever had a moment where you've seen someone who needs some help and you're not even sure what to do? You're not even sure how to help them. And so you just sit down with them and somehow by sitting down with them, it gives them exactly what they need. You didn't know the words. You didn't know what they needed. But just by being with them, your spirit spoke through, reached them, and helped them through it. 
Folks, I know this is hard to relate Pokemon to spirituality. I know it's a tricky thing to try and wrap that up in our minds. But this series, I think, is the perfect example of how we can really make someone's day, of how we can really help one another. Over on our Twitch channel, uh, we have three ideas, three rules that we follow in our chat and in our lives. And they're based off of uh, the founding founding of, of the Methodist Church. His name was John Wesley. And he had these three general rules, and we've kind of adapted them a little bit. The first one is to do good. So the Twilight Wings here, how are we doing good? This generous cab driver sticks around, helps out, saves lives, drops in when people need him, is always there for people. Doing no harm? How are we making sure that no harm is done? We're caring for those who we see that are down. In one episode with B, uh, she is the strength training gym leader, and she gets into some trouble and the cab driver stops and helps her. That's making sure that we do no harm, making sure that whenever we see someone who might be about to harm themselves or might be about to get into a bit of trouble, we stop, we recollect, and we help. And then our third rule is that we strive to grow. This Corviknight might not seem like something that is striving to grow, but we're inspiring growth. And I believe that this Corviknight and its driver are in fact growing by helping these people and by learning and by supporting and by encouraging uh, this young kid and even encouraging the champion at times. That is what we're called to do here. And so I think that's the, this is the perfect example. This is something you should watch and think about, hey, can something as interesting and as unexpected as Pokemon inspire me to be a better person, inspire me to be more in touch with whatever this weird thing that is inside of me that unites me with all of humanity. Is there something that can be done now? Is there something that I can do that I'm missing? Maybe Pokemon Twilight Wings is teaching us what it's like to have a bird's eye view is teaching us what it's like to not so much focus on trying to be there for everyone, but instead keeping an eye out and being available. That might be the most important thing that we can do for our family, for our friends, for those around us, is just plain old simple be there. When somebody needs you, you will be amazed at how much it means if you're just there. As a pastor, uh, I have had the opportunity uh, and the blessing and the challenge to go and to be with people as they're saying goodbye to loved ones, to family members. And I can't even tell you how uncomfortable that is for an introverted, awkward, kind of closed off person such as myself. I always wondered whenever uh, whenever I would go or whenever I was on my way, what do I say? How, how can I be there for this person? How can I help someone that's dealing with this kind of challenge, this kind of struggle, this mourning? What can I do? What do I have to offer? And I'll tell you that people will never remember what I say. They will never remember exactly what I did. Maybe I gave them a really encouraging hug. They're not going to remember that. 
What people remember is that you were there. What people remember is that they needed help. And guess what? There you were. They remember when you're there for them. They remember when you are present. And so what can Twilight Wings teach us? What can Pokemon teach us here? What can we learn from this random Corviknight that we thought was just a good emotional catharsis? We learn that our calling as people, as humans, and ideally as Christians, is to be the embodiment of our best selves and to be there for one another. And so we think and we challenge ourselves and we we ask ourselves, well, how can I be there for someone? Now, as a spiritual person, as a Christian, as a believer, I ask myself and I think about prayer and I think about asking God, how can I be there for someone today? And so I ask you that question, how can you be there for someone today? Maybe you aren't a spiritual person. I get that. That's okay. And so maybe you don't have to pray. Maybe you don't have to ask God for this kind of guidance, but just ask yourself and be intentional about keeping your eyes open, keeping that bird's eye view, making sure that you're paying attention and looking out for one another. Maybe, just maybe, that is what we can learn from Pokemon Twilight Wings. And if I can't sell you with a long old sermon like that, (laughs) I don't know what I can do to get you to watch this series, but you've got to watch this series. It's so good. It's so encouraging. It is right there and ripe for the taking. Please tell me you'll consider it. I hope that I've done my job. I hope that I've convinced you. And folks, that brings us to the end of this episode. Before before we get to the very, very end, I want to make sure that you guys know what we're going to be talking about next Tuesday, uh, the 25th. Uh, We're going to be talking about our entries uh, from this past Saturday, uh, the 15th. And we're going to be talking about these three series. So what should you be watching? What should you be reading? What should you be playing? Here we go. First off, you should watch Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse from 2018. It's on Netflix officially. Uh, That means that if you have a Netflix account, it's on there. I would highly encourage it. I think you should be watching it. If you haven't seen it already, shame on you. Get into it. We'll talk more about it next week. Uh, Read. You should read Doomsday Clock. It should be available through your library app if you happen to have a library card. If you don't have a library card, here's a little uh, promo for the library. Get you a library card, folks. It's free. If you live near a library, go to the library. Get you a library card. Uh, Read this series. I do want to say one caveat to this one. Doomsday Clock, it is a Watchmen series. It is M for Mature. So if you are a parent listening to this uh, and your kid also listens, know that this is for adults. Um, if you think that your child is ready to handle themes such as, uh, uh, murder and conspiracy and genocide and world ending things, uh, and language and core, if you think that your kid is ready for that kind of stuff and mature enough for that kind of stuff, then consider this series cause it is great. Uh, but otherwise, um, maybe steer clear of this one if you're younger than 18 years old. Uh, and finally, what should you be playing? We played it, uh, last Monday on stream and, uh, it's real fun. You should be playing fall guys. It's free on PlayStation. Uh, it's available on steam on humble. Highly recommend Fall Guys. It is a ridiculous game. It is so much fun. It's just like the TV show Wipeout, uh, but in real time, and you get to play as a little jelly bean. Uh, Please 
consider these three things. Watching Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, reading Doomsday Clock uh, with parental guidance, and playing Fall Guys. All of them should be great, and we're going to talk about them next week. Folks, if you are going to play, if you're going to watch, if you're going to read, please make sure to send in your voice messages to anchor.fm slash checkpoint-church. Send in your voice messages. Let me know. Did you love it? Did you hate it? Do you think it's the greatest thing you've ever discovered, or should it be burned in a pit? Let me know your thoughts, and you will get played on our next podcast episode, and it will make sure that our next episode is not another echo chamber, chamber, chamber. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Babylon, folks, the podcast where you are the host. I can't wait for next week. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to share it with your friends and go check us out on all of our various social media platforms uh, and maybe join us for Twitch tomorrow night for Undertale and Jesus from 6 to 8 on our twitch.tv slash Checkpoint Church. Uh, with that, folks, I am going to sign off. So remember, I love you. God loves you. You matter, folks. Until next time, be boldly blessed.